Ayo, what up, 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 It's your boy, the great Broski. Checking in one time for the one time. Uh, man, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Fine Wine, where, of course, gets better over time. Believe, mature, and become. Pull it up, baby. <laughs> There's that clump laugh. Anyway, spirits, all right? Anyway, I digress. Hey, guys, just want to welcome you to another uh, podcast uh, titled Daydreaming. Titling, Don't Settle, Hang In There. Don't Quit, okay? And uh, we got a great show for y'all. Man, I'm telling you, I'm just going to delve right into it. I was blessed to hear a powerful man of God, uh, Minister Scott T. Sanders II. And man, he the, the message that he talked about was titled, Glory in Discomfort. And he posed a question that I knew was just going to be a continuation of not quitting, not selling. Of course, our scripture comes from Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Now, in my first uh, podcast, I broke down what that scripture was talking about. But the thing that got me was not quitting, okay? It says there is a due season and you shall reap if you faint not. So I posed the question, what causes us to quit okay and so he posed the question yesterday they was just like oh my god he said what's faith with the plan b what i know i'm hitting you early in the morning people but hey i gotta wake you up this is the cup of coffee you really need what's faith with the plan b okay in other words when you really have faith there is no plan B. You're going to have faith in the plan that God gave you. Stick to that plan and you are going to bring glory out of God. Now, the thing that he was saying was that a lot of times when we ask God, you know, show me your glory. I want to see your glory. Let your glory fall and all these things. First off, let me do a side note. So I learned from my apostle, Apostle Leroy Thompson Sr., that you don't have to wait for the glory to fall. I know that's what we're used to seeing and 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 and, and believing, but you ain't got to wait for the glory to fall like it's just some magical moment. No, the glory is accessible at all times. It's like a 7-Eleven open 24-7, like, like a Walmart open 24-7. The glory is always accessible. You don't have to wait for it to fall like it's some event. So, you know, we go through all these mechanisms and that's not even how... It really operates. We are we are God's glory. I know this is hard to believe people, but it's the truth. We are God's glory. Every time you look in the mirror, you're looking at God's glory. So why do you have to wait on something that's in you? Why do you have to wait on something that is you? <laughs> so you don't got to wait for God's glory to fall. But, you know, a lot of times when we say, Lord, you know, I want another level of glory. He was saying that you got to be careful because when you're going to another level of God's glory, you're going to be put in uncomfortable situations. And we were talking about quitting. We was talking about settling. And a lot of times we quit and we settle because we don't want to be uncomfortable. But in order for you to go to another level, you're going to have to be put in a place of uncomfortability because you're going to a place that you've never been before. 
It's a lot of times I would submit to you that in our uh, in our discomfort, that's when God shows himself the most. So we have to we have to realize that, you know, whenever we are in an uncomfortable position, God is getting some more glory out of our lives. Don't quit, though, because if you quit, he ain't going to get the uh, the uh, uncomfortable. He ain't going to get the glory if you quit. And then you want to go to another level and then you just be stuck in that same cycle. Think about it. Everybody had to be put in uncomfortable positions. He also brought up an example of Jesus. Now, I'm going to make this next quote. And I really want this to sink in. A lot of religious people won't like this quote, but it's the truth, people. We know that Jesus came to die for us. We know that Jesus came to save us. We know he came to set us free. Okay. This next quote I'm about to, you know. But anyway, Jesus did not just come to die for you. No, he didn't just come to save you. No, Jesus did not just come to take on your sins. No, he did all that. But the main reason Jesus came to this earth was to show you, you. (laughs) I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Everything Jesus did was just showing you that you're supposed to do the same thing. A lot of times we say we can do the same thing, but can is really just a, you know, just like a, well, you know, if. Can is can is sometimes like if. Jesus said you're supposed to do this. We're supposed to raise people from the dead. We are supposed to heal the sick. We are supposed to make supernatural things manifest out of the natural. Jesus came to show us who we really are. And even in, I'm going somewhere with this, and even in Jesus showing who we really are, even Jesus was placed in uncomfortable positions, in uncomfortable situations. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he began to to shed, he began to sweat blood. The man was under so much agony and scrutiny because of what he had to face that his sweat began to turn into blood. That's why he said, Lord, if there be any other way, I'm paraphrasing, show me, let this cup pass. Show me another way if there is another way. So even Jesus, because you remember he took on all the sins. Part of uh, uh, one of the sin is fear. Fear is a sin because fear is really unbelief. And God says, fear not, fear not, fear not. And when God talks about fear, it's talking about reverential respect and honor. It ain't talking about being scared of him. God don't want us to be scared of him. So even Jesus himself had a little fear. But here's the kicker. He said, but nevertheless, you remember I talked about standing still. I'm out of the Hebrew boys. They said, but even if. I've got, don't rescue us out of this fire. We still ain't going to bow. Nevertheless, do you have that? Nevertheless, I don't care what happens. Nevertheless, Lord, I'm going to stand in this until I see your glory. Lord Jesus. 
Oh my God, I know I'm getting worked up at six o'clock in the morning, people, but we need to realize that we are glory carriers. We need to realize that in order for God to get glory, we're going to be placed in some uncomfortable position. And we need to realize that even Jesus was uncomfortable. But he carried out. And what I love about it says, he's like, God, Jesus said, is there a plan B? <laughs> not a plan B of, you know, not saving the world, but another way of saving the world. And, but he stayed right there. You see, you got to be careful of plan B's. Because plan B's is the introduction to doubt and fear. Ooh, Jesus. I'm hitting you this morning, man. I know I'm hitting you this morning. I'm getting high off my own supply. Plan B is the introduction of doubt and fear. Now, if God said it and he's already paved the way for you to take, there is no other way, people. There is no other way. You can try all these different things, but they're going to fail and they're just going to lead you right back to plan A. What have we gave into because we didn't think plan A would work? There are some things that we said, nah, I'm just going to settle by 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 giving what's another plan, God? Because I, I I think it's better if we go this way. We try to predict the way God wants us to go through and God wants to bless us. But we can't predict the way he wants to bless us. We just got to flow with the Holy Spirit. I'm reminded of a story in the Bible where uh, it was time for Jesus and them to pay taxes. OK, and so it's ironic because he said, go. He told Peter to go to uh, go fishing. And the first fish that you catch, there's going to be the money in the fish's mouth. And so this is brought to my attention by Dr. Uh, Leroy Thompson, Jr. He said, but why would I need to go and catch a fish when you literally got the money bag. Uh, Judas, it was Judas' job. Judas was Jesus' treasure. So he's saying that, you know, we got the money. Why do I need to go and catch a fish? Like, the money's clearly right there. Because Jesus was trying to show him that God is the source. And when God is your source, you can't predict how he's going to bless you. Stop thinking your job is the only way God can get some money to you. Stop thinking the job, your job is your source. Your job ain't no source. Ain't your source. It's a resource, but it ain't the source. God is the source. Stop thinking your job is the source. God can bless you. Man, I'm telling you, God can get money to you so many ways. I remember one time, um, my mom called me and said, Hey, Ro, um, send us your birth certificate. I was like, Okay, what for? Because uh, do you remember? When you was a child and the city had that chemical spill and blah, 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 blah. And we had to go out to your Aunt Marion's and stay. I, to be honest with you, I didn't even remember that. I'm like, no, but OK. Well, anyway, the city wants to reimburse us. They're going to give us about five hundred dollars a piece. Stop thinking God is your source. I mean, God is your source. Think that. Stop thinking your job is your only source or that your job is your source. Your job is a resource. Five hundred dollars came to me out of that. I remember one time um, God told me to give somebody $20 just to bless him, buy him some Pampers. He just had uh, a son, buy him some Pampers. And so I did that. 
Then I receive a check in the mail. Uh, oh, we did something wrong on, on this, and we have to refund you this money. It was $200. Like, man, what? And so my whole point is, God already has a plan set up for you. But in order for that plan to be revealed, he's, no, you're going to be in some uncomfortable situations. But this is one thing that I love, and I'm going to close saying this. He said that a trial is nothing more than soil. What? You see, the whole kingdom, I read this book, Never Go After Money. And the whole kingdom, and it talks about the whole kingdom being a seed. That's why God works off of seed, time, and harvest. The whole kingdom is a seed. You're planting seeds, okay? And the trial, oh, Shamaya, a trial is nothing more than, to, than, than soil. So you're being planted in the trial so that you'll have a strong foundation and that you will easily come up and show off God's glory. What? So, Roski, you hit me with a lot. What are you saying? What I'm saying is throw out your plan B's. God don't, ooh, God don't need no plan B. As a matter of fact, throw out your plans, period. At the beginning of the year, there was a prayer that I said, Lord, I don't want you to bless what I'm doing. People looking at me crazy like, what? Why not? I said, I want to do what you've already blessed. See, when you flow in what God has already blessed, you really don't have to pray for blessings. Oh, Lord, have mercy. When you flow in what God has already blessed, you don't have to pray for blessings because blessings come in what God has already blessed. And let me tell you something. You can't bless yourself better than God can. I know a lot of times we think that's another thing of plan B because we think we can do it better. And God will just sit back and laugh. I'm like, my child is so silly. They don't realize that they can't bless them better than me. I'm the one that made them. So anyway, shouts out to Minister Scott T. Sanders II. A powerful word. I posed this question. What's faith with a plan B? Throw out your plan B's. Throw out your plans, period. Pick up God's will for your life and be blessed, people. I just want to drop that in your spirit this morning. Remember, man, greatness has no peak. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And, man, I want to let you know something. I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it, all right? <laughs> God bless, man. Happy Monday. Don't think of today as, oh, it's Monday. No, it's another day for you to be great, all right? Be great. I love you. It's your brother, girl. Skip. Checking out. Yeah.
So I thank God for you and thank God for your um, agreement in that area. And um, if you recall my message, it um, <clears throat> said our focus was going to be on inner godliness, openness, yielding to the spirit, being spirit-led, and spiritual maturity. How many know that that's what you need in order to be effective in ministry? Amen. Regardless of what you're doing, you need to have, you need to be spirit-led. Whether you're in ministry or not, you need to be spirit-led. You need to be conscious and aware of the Holy Spirit in your life and yielding to it. I've come to realize that all of us are, how many in here are not spirit-filled? Okay. Amen. Praise God. No hands. <laughs> but uh, all of us in here are spirit-filled, but we're not always spirit-led. Would you agree? Amen. Amen. And I come to understand just in my own self, in my own walk, that I know the times when I'm not being spirit-led. I know that. And so I don't take it lightly that or casually that there are times that I'm not really yielded to the spirit simply because I know that my effectiveness as a wife, a mother, a friend, a sister, a spiritual mother, a worship leader, a administrator, anything that I do is rely upon my ability to be spirit-led. And so most of us do not live life like that. We, we know we spirit-filled and we're glad about it. But can you honestly say you've lived out your days yielded to the spirit? And I'm not, I'm not saying that we are super saints, but honestly, you know, you can go a whole day without being conscious or connected to the Holy Spirit that's in you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. You can go through your normal routine and not even, and even in your prayers, you're not even connected to the Holy Spirit. Because you just go through what you go through. And you haven't even really made that connection. So if I feel that, I know I'm not the only one. Right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so, but I realize more and more how important it is. And of course, you know, we've been, we've been on, um, you know, most people think we've been on vacation. We have had some vacation time. But we've been on an impartation for the last month, which has been wonderful. And it just kind of puts things in perspective because that has been our focus. And I can, and it's real important as it relates to us in ministry that we're connected to the Holy Spirit when we minister. Not just when we're ministering, but within our lives. And all of us can testify that we have had empty worship. Amen. 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 Empty singing, empty dancing, empty playing. You just, you come, you, you hear, but it's empty. You didn't even feel your own worship. Amen. 
But guess what? If we don't feel it, guess who else don't? Right. No one. No one. <laughs> you can lead. You can, as Pastor was talking, what, what is so profound to me, the Holy Spirit knows all things. He's all wise. Yeah. Is that Pastor had no idea that I had asked the music department to fast and that we were having impartation. He had no idea of what I was focusing on. This And it was before we even had our impartation with Apostle. And everything that was in my heart, God connected it to what our man of God, his heart, mm -hmm. and then what our Apostle poured into us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I, and so, you know, Many times I, I kind of hold back because I'm like, I don't know, you know, is this me or whatever. But I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit gives me the confirmation and, and to say, yeah, you're on the right track. Do this. Thank you. So I don't really have an outline or whatever. I just want to talk. to so going to pray. And I want your feedback because it's important for us to grow and not just go through the motion of ministry. Amen. Amen. If you, Rhema is not just a go through the motion church, ministry, body. We're not just here to be here. We're here to make a change, an impact. Not just, you know, I was talking to someone today and I was just tell, talk, you know, they're asking me about the trip, and, you know, and I'm just like, which one? You know, it's just been so much, you know? And, uh, and, uh, and they, and, you know, they said, oh, we're just so happy for you. I said, why are you happy? I said, I appreciate that. You know, I, I do. I appreciate your excitement that we had this wonderful time. Yeah, I appreciate all that. I appreciate your uh, uh, enthusiasm, your excitement that, you know, we had an RV. And I appreciate all that. I, I really do. But what about, I asked him, I said, but what about you? What's next? Where's your excitement about you? Mm. About what God has for you? Are you just going to be on the in the stand cheering us? Because we're not just moving to be, you know, the quarterback just don't move down the down the uh, field for himself. Amen. You know, it's a whole team, and he don't get down there by himself. So we don't get to where we are by ourselves. And so, so it's like, so what what's what's next for you? What's, 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 what's the drive in you, in your life, for the things of God, for what God, what, I mean, it's more than, and see, all of this, all, all of this is superficial, you know, all of this is superficial, but it's what we received in our spirit that's so, more, so much more valuable than anywhere we could go. And see, that's why we don't take these things lightly because it's not about what you see on the outside, but it's what we have received on the inside. And so, but, you know, it's desire. God has all these wonderful things planned for you, but in everything that he has for you and everything he gives you, there is a spiritual connection to it for you, for your growth. Because what good is it to have a new house and you're still spiritually dead or immature? Yes. I mean, okay, God, you gave God praise and glory, but where's your spiritual growth? He don't, he, he, 
Are you more connected to him? Do you have a prayer closet now? Right. You know, what, you know, where is, and what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lack of spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lack of spiritual drive in the music and arts ministry. Yes, we do everything and people love it and whatever, but, and you know, it'd be a sad thing for everybody else to grow off of what you're giving and you don't. Mm. Mm, that's good. That you cook a good meal, Sister Maria, and it's wonderful. Everybody else getting strong and fit, and you dwindling it away. And you the one prepared it. So I'm from, and that's, and it's for all of us. This is for all of us. This is for all of us. So if I can get up here and say that I feel, I feel a disconnect, then that means all of us. Amen. I'm not saying, and I don't say that to say I'm in a higher position. I am in a higher position, in case y'all didn't know that. <laughs> but, you know, and that's not being uh, uh, high-minded. But if, does anybody know anything about order? Amen. And the government of God? Amen. Okay, amen. So I'm not saying that to, to condescend or anything toward anybody. But I'm saying if I feel that, if the man of God feels that, then guess what? We're your parents. Yep. Right. So if, if the parents have it, the children do too. Yep. But we don't want to stay here, right? Amen. And how many know when you're not spiritually connected, your flesh, your carnal, you just, you act any kind of way. Yep. You, you, you do. And it ain't godly. It ain't saved. It's not. It's not well. No, it's not. It's not godly. It's not you. It's not the. It's not representing Christ. And um, I think it was uh, during committee. Uh, maybe it was was it Dr. Leroy Jr. who said, "Everywhere you go, you take God through it." Or it was Dr. Mm -hmm. Forbes. Dr. Forbes. Dr. Forbes. Everywhere you go, you take God through whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. Every attitude, you're taking God with you. You, you making God have an attitude. <laughs> Everything you do, God is there with you. He's in us. And we just can't live any kind of way. You can't. You cannot. And, 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 and believe that the effectiveness of the Holy Spirit is coming out. Amen. Because he says he, he, he can't dwell in sin. Do you know that God cannot dwell in sin? That's why he had to reject Jesus. He, can, he, can, he hates it. He turns his back on it. All, you know, And so we really have to begin to just govern Govern yourself. Nobody can make you live a holy, godly life. And it's not, well, I don't do this, I don't do that. A lot of, there's a lot of things we don't do. But there's a lot of things we do. And and, and as, how many was here last night? Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I want to do this. Real, I'm going to do this because I know, you know, I get the talking and my time to get away. And I want to be here all night. Um, so... <clears throat> from uh, midweek service last night, Pastor taught on 
about uh, I think I'm just paraphrasing mm-hmm. uh, you have to soak your soul yeah. mm-hmm. into the revelation into that revelation uh, mainly until um, you are I said for myself until mm-hmm. you're fully persuaded mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. until your, your your confessions match your manifestation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you gotta soak your soul mm-hmm. soak your soul that soak your mind mm-hmm. Soak, soak, you got to soak. You know, anytime you soak something, it's fully emerged or submerged. It's full, it's, if it's something is soaking, if you soaking uh, some clothes, you soaking them, that means you let the water fill up in the washer and you and cut it off. You don't let it go through the cycle. You soaking it because you want whatever detergent, whatever, to work on them stains, mm-hmm. you know, you soak stuff because you got stains in it. And you mm-hmm. need that. You need a concentrated yeah. detergent. You don't want to just go through and wash it out because then when you take it out and you dry it, then you see the stain is still there because it didn't soak. It didn't take enough time to focus on that. So how many of you can honestly say, I got some areas I need to soak? Amen. Because I done washed it, yeah. I done dried it, and it's still and there. It's, and it's still there. <laughs> so now I need to soak, right? <laughs> so we gotta soak, soak in the revelation. So, and that's the thing about the word. When, because I got a lot of stuff down, you know, and and it's okay to paraphrase because it's all gonna line up. It, it, you know, as long as you ain't in another message. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but when the word hits you, you know, we have been taught, and, and if you haven't been taught, then you're going to learn it tonight, that when you hear the word, you take 
that rhema that's for you mm -hmm. out of that message. It might not be every point, but there's some points in there. Right. You take that and you soak on that. Right. Soak right. in that. Don't try to eat the whole loaf, but get the piece God pulled out for you. And so. So, whatever came to you is you need to take that and you need to meditate and you need to ask the Holy Spirit, okay, help me in this area. What do I need to do? Get your Bible out. You know, everybody, everybody in here got one of these. Amen. Does everybody who don't have a who don't have a Bible? If you don't have one, I'm gonna get you one. Because you, everybody, if you're going to study the word, you need the Bible. Because you need to flip. You use your phone to look them up. And then you go over here and you find it. Mm -hmm. And you read it. And, and see, this helps you find the stuff. Yep. You might not know where it's at. You know <laughs> part of it. You put in there, search. It's going to pull up. You scroll down, find the one you're looking for. Then you come over here, write down on your notes so you don't forget. And then you get in here. Like, so... <laughs> So talking about manifestation from the inside out and and what apostle was um, talking to us and imparting into us uh, I like they call our they call our trips a apostolic motor coaching seminar mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I like that <laughs> impartation and um <clears throat> and so he really talked to us about our in, your inner conversation, your inner conversation, you know. Uh, and to that point that I was in a training today, and um, of course it deals with uh, foster parents. And so most of the people have a very, you know, negative experience. Usually our training is not a whole lot of good stuff that the people talk about. Um, partly, I think, because some people do it for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably 98%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. But, um, <clears throat> and so, remember when we were talking, and, um, uh, so, you know, I try not to chime in. <laughs> but, you know, it's just what we've been talking about. So, uh, I just begin to tell them 
you know, our daughter, of course, she, she's had trauma and she has some challenges as she's growing and as she's learning. Um, and so I began to tell him, I said, but I never look at her challenges as a negative thing. And I told them, I said, as parents, whether they're biologically our children or not, but we chose to parent them, mm -hmm. then we have to ask God for wisdom. Right. I said, because I said, when I look at my daughter, I know that she has these different ways and things and issues going on. I said, but I asked God, how is this going to work in her future? Mm. I said, maybe this way she does this thing, she's going to be a future surgeon. Mm -hmm. I said, maybe she's going to be a, some engineer. Mm -hmm. She's going to do something. So I said, God, you have to help us to be able to uh, raise her in a way that what people think is a negative really isn't. Right. That is really setting her up for her future. Right. And so I began to share with them that that's our thought when it comes to our daughter. So I was, say, I was telling them, I said, what you see as a challenge, I said, really is something that you can help them overcome mm -hmm. to, a, to work in their future. I said, and of course, these children, many of them don't know how to receive love mm -hmm. because they've been hurt. I said, but the thing about genuine love, just like Christ, is that when it's genuine, it's going to get to your heart. Yeah. And so whether you see it now or later, it's going to, it's doing something. So I just shared on that. But it may, and so I, so of course, we're on this inner thought. And I said, now, you know, and this is for all of us, if you just constantly think about negative, everything is negative and that's our human tendency right. mm -hmm. that's why we can't be hu human we gotta be supernatural so our initial reaction is always negative yeah because that's how we're we've been programmed mm -hmm. all of our lives anything bad is negative whatever but what happens and so if you do that guess the outcome is what negative, negative. always mm -hmm. every day Every, every time, the outcome, if you say, is this, is this, guess what? It, that's what it is, because you have the power of life. The life and death is in your tongue. Mm -hmm. And so if you speak in negative, death, whatever, <coughs> hello, that's what you planted, that's what's coming up. But if you just begin to say, okay, God, how do you see this? What, what, what needs to happen here? How is this working to get me to my next step? It don't feel good. I don't think it's right. Whatever. They're doing it. But how, you know, help me to see your hand in all of this. And guess what? You're going to see God's hand. Yeah. And then you'll see, oh, I need to go this way. Oh, I need to talk to that person. Oh, you know what? There's another way. You know how God just, you thought, of, and they think mm -hmm. this is the only way, and then God just drop another way. Yeah. That's how he makes a way out of no way. Yeah. Because it wasn't there. Right. And but but if you just focusing on the roadblock, then guess what? You blocked. Mm. You can't go no further. <clears throat> and so it is our inner. It's our inner. It's it's how we think. And so it is the same when when it's dealing with our worship. You know, and you you hear hear me say, you can't just flip it on. Mm. Right. You can't just flip the switch on Sunday. 
on Thursday night because you have a good time in rehearsal. And then so Thursday, so you got Friday and you got Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then you got Sunday. And then, so did you not flip the switch on Thursday night when you left? Or Friday morning? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Friday night. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, God forbid, it's not, you know, it's the off week from corporate prayer. If you come. Right. If you come. So, you know, like your phone, if you leave it off charge. If you, if you charge your phone today, okay, so don't charge it the rest of the week. Don't charge it. Wait until Sunday morning. <laughs> Guess what? No communication. Guess what? That's how it. No communication with your spirit. That's good. Okay. So what else? And I, I'm going to read. Somebody give me something else. I'm going to read some of the things I wrote down from my impartation with um, from um, Apostle Thompson. Uh, when Pastor had... Oh. Oh, thank you. Uh, what I got from that was <coughs> to mind what I'm minding and to think about what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. that, is that the first time we've heard that? No. no. Right. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Yes, and... Um, did that on today, it kind of helped me a whole lot. Mm -hmm. My day went much easier. I wasn't stressed out, wasn't worried about nothing, anything. Even my grandbaby that I take care of, he couldn't even get on my nerves. <laughs> 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 he was fine with that. It worked. When Pastor, um, <clears throat> Was it Third John? One and two. When mm -hmm. um, beloved, I yep. wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prosper. Mm -hmm. And you know, the Lord was showing me how you can only go as far as your soul. Mm -hmm. So if your soul is at level one, your prosperity and your health will be only at level one. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, you know, that's the only way that you can say that ever, again. That's the only way. Again. That's the only way. Yeah. The word is right. Is the word true? Yeah. Is there any error in the word? No. no. Okay. So that's the only way that you you will be able to <laughs> prosper and be in health is you have to make sure that your soul is being healthy. You have to you have to mind you know, like you know soak your soul in who you are in the revelation of who you are because that's you can only go as far as your soul and he had you know and even today you know in prayer. He was telling me, the way you say good morning is wrong because all you say is morning. Mm. So you don't expect a good morning. Mm. So he was like, start saying good morning. Mm -hmm. Don't say just morning. Mm -hmm. Just walk in and just say morning because you expect anything can happen. <laughs> so when I started saying good morning to everybody, we had a good day today. Even when something bad happened, it was it's, still good. it's still good. It worked for the good. Amen. It's the only way. I know it's hard to absorb that this is the only way. You know, we like to, you know, we look for shortcuts. Mm -hmm. We look for, um, let me just do half of it. But it don't work. 
Has anybody ever tried to do half? Amen. <laughs> it don't work. It don't. And so, guess what? Um, they were uh, saying um, <clears throat> they were talking about the brain, and they were saying when you have trauma, especially a child, when a child has trauma. So, say if they're four years old, they have trauma. Their growth stops mm -hmm. at that trauma, and it takes time for it to recover. Mm -hmm. Recovers. If they have another trauma, they stop until they can recover. That's why you. That's why we have issues because we don't ever recover, and we keep and we keep going through trauma, but. For the believer, that is not the case because we have a healing God yes. who can wipe away and recreate. But it was so interesting because it's just like you start off, you make progress, and you stop. But guess what? You have to restart and try to make some more progress. And if you stop again, guess what? Restart. You know, uh, anybody ever played the game Sorry? <laughs> you almost at the end. Somebody pull that Sorry. You all the way back. Be like, you ain't sorry. <laughs> but I don't want to, that's called a cycle. That's called cycle living. And you know, nobody wants to be on the Ferris wheel the whole time you're at the amusement park. Oh, or the carousel. Jesus. The whole time. I mean, you you seeing the same thing. You just going around saying, say, you know, you can only wait to your parents one time. You know, twice. Okay. That third time, you're like, okay. Right. Like, I said hi. <laughs> So, <laughs> one thing I wrote down, and this, this is real important, folks. Be honest mm. with yourself. Oh, yeah. Just be honest. It's a, we all in the same pot. We all on the same boat. We all going the same. We're supposed to be going the same direction. Not unless you're jumping off. Mm -hmm. But we're going forward. Mm. So, we all on the same shit. Mm -hmm. It ain't sinking. Ooh. Just stay on in here and keep moving. But be honest. Be honest. God can work with us when we're honest. Mm -hmm. When we're honest, where where we are, you know, he 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 can do something with you when you're just honest. You know, that's why you know it sounds good. We say, "Come make it before God." <laughs> you know, we don't we don't you know. Right. We really are naked before Him, but we don't come naked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we we are. I mean, He see. You know, He got see through vision. You know. <laughs> so we be like, Lord, I'm naked before You. He like, no, you bad. <laughs> you ain't even tell you. No. <laughs> but we have to be honest. We have to be honest with ourselves. And and. I encourage you that, and it's real important who are your spiritual friends. Yes, Amen. Not just your friends and, you know, your partner at church, you know, who you sit with and 
all that whatever fellowship whatever that's wonderful do that but who's your your spiritual friend you know i've been blessed to have spiritual friends who you know, love me, who really love me, who will tell me like it is mm. and don't care if my feelings are hurt. And my feelings get hurt, but we still friends. I know they love me. You know, I get over it. And I mature, you know. You need spirit. You need spiritual friends. I mean, if you got one and, you know, <laughs> they say, uh, make new friends, but keep the old. One is silver and the other is gold. I know that. You know. That's for the old school folks. That's old school. So, them old friends, them the ones that going to be real with you. Because they knew you when you once saved. And now you say, they say, you know. And if they try to be saved, you try to be saved. You know? And when you ain't trying to be saved, they try to be saved. So they're going to tell you you ain't being saved. So, um, but we really have to, it's really, really, really important for us to just be real. We cannot be effective. I don't care how wonderful we sound. And we sound wonderful. We, 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 for me as a worshiper and leader to see somebody who can really sing and it's just empty. Do it makes me mad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just put the mic down. Okay. <laughs> All that. Didn't move. Didn't even move the enemy. Angel got that arms crossed and everything. <laughs> Cross. But Ohio. we want to be effective. Right. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you have a microphone right. in your hand. Mm -hmm. If you're standing out front. If you're over in the corner. As I somebody is looking at you. Always. Right? Always. Somebody in these seats are looking to receive. Before they even get the word, they're looking for something because we're supposed to open them up. Is it warm in here? It's crazy. It is. Am I the only one hot? No. I see more nose than you. Get y'all jacket. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I know I'm a little older. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to move from under the. Yeah, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> 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 it ain't 64 up here. <laughs> 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 
important that what we release to heaven. See, if you understand that what you're releasing is not here, but it's there. It's to God. It's my offering to God. It's what I'm presenting to him. I'm saying, this is what I'm giving you, God, today. So, when you think, okay, Lord, this is what I'm bringing to you. You know, when the children of Israel, they had to bring the sacrifices. There was specific sacrifices, specific animals that they brought. They had to have a lamb. They didn't have a blemish. So they couldn't just say, well, you know, we know the story of Cain and Abel. I think we do. But uh, they couldn't just say, well, look, this is, all, this is the only lamb I have. Because guess what? They had to go buy one for their offering. They couldn't say, well, all I got is this little speckled lamb, so let me go and take it to the priest, and this is my sacrifice. No. No. I, you know, I'm, I'm being kind of... <laughs> I imagine the priest look like, I ain't taking this in there. You ain't about to kill me. Right. <laughs> no sacrifice but kill me. Right. You know? They don't want to have to go behind the veil. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not giving this. No. <laughs> okay. So it's what we offer to God. And it's our attitude, our mindset, how we feel. What's in our heart? What's in our mind? What's going on when we're releasing to God? That's why it's important because you can't just give, you can't just, I mean, you can't give God just anything, right? Well, you shouldn't. I mean, you can present it, but that don't, he don't receive it. God don't receive everything that comes out of us. He don't. Because one thing apostle was saying <clears throat> and we know the scripture man looks on the outward but God looks on the heart so I don't care how wonderful we might oh we just all the way in but if our heart right. is not toward God all of this oh <laughs> y'all feel that <laughs> We know how to do it, don't we? Right. You ain't felt nothing. You ain't felt nothing. Oh. Got my hands shaking. My hands shaking. So, whether you singing, dancing, playing, just standing in the house of God, whatever it is, he, he's looking, he sees our hearts. He knows our heart. He really does. Um, let me go to the scripture. <clears throat> John 4 and 23. We know the scripture. It's familiar to us because most, most music ministries is what we use. Somebody get it if you read John 4, 20 through 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit 
and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. So, we all familiar with that. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me read it to you in the TBT version. We start at... Um, Verse 20. <clears throat> it says, So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain? But your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship, which is right. So the context, they were debating, you know, no, we're the we we worship right, you don't, whatever, mm -hmm. you, know. you know. My church is the right church, you know. So Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman, the time has come when you won't worship the Father on a mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Your people don't really know the one, which is capitalized, they worship. Is it that we don't really, could it be that we not know the one that we say we're worshiping? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My God. It says, we Jews worship out of our experience, for it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the Jews were God's chosen people. Mm -hmm. From here on, this is Jesus talking, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, mm -hmm. but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. So our worship is an inside-out job, experience. So it's our heart, our inner man, our thinking, our soul, our heart and soul. It's how we think. It comes from the sincerity of your heart. How I really, you know, how I really feel about God every day. How I, the value I place on him every day. Not, not just conceptually or intellectually or you know, but no, how do I, what value do you place on him every day? Mm. You know, you have something valuable, you put it in a certain place, mm. you protect it, you know, <clears throat> if you value your home and the things in it, you have an alarm system, mm -hmm. you have an alarm on your car, do, we, do you have an alarm on your spirit? Mm. Mm. Wow. To protect it, your soul, an alarm that one thing Apostle was, he was talking to us. <clears throat> he said, How you order your last inner conversation, what you're thinking, will cause limitations. So, the whatever. Is going on in your inner thoughts is either going to limit you 
Mm-hmm. Or it's going to help release you into the things of God. Mm. It's, he said, God can only manifest. As we're talking about, the Father seeks such who will worship him out of the sincerity of their heart. He said, God can only manifest what he sees on the inside of you. Wow. God looks at our heart. He can only manifest what's in your heart. What he sees. What he sees. Because God looks on the heart. And so if he don't see what, how he sees on the inside, then he can't manifest. If he's looking at our hearts and he don't see him, he don't see his way, he don't see his thoughts, then he can't manifest. Because he'll only manifest what he sees. He said, when there is harmony and agreement in the inner man, in our soul, you see greater results. Mm. When there's agreement and harmony inward to his word, to his will, then that's how it manifests. Then you can agree with what God is saying. And you can manifest that. There's, there's never a time that you'll agree with God and what he says, and it don't manifest. Because he's the one that has the power to, to make it come to pass. Wow. So if you agree with him, then he, go, he got the power to do it. And you let him do it. That's how manifestation happens. Because you agree. That's how we got the RV. Amen. In, in, a, in, in two weeks' time. Right. <laughs> Any like we had in the bank? No. Apostle said, go look at the RV. Just go look at it. Get it in your spirit. Because God had it on his mind all along. We just didn't have it in ours, and we didn't agree with that. Until Apostle said, go look at it. So we went and looked. Guess what? We went and looked, and it got in our spirit. And then we started agreeing with God. And God said, do it. So he made the way, and we did it, and we got it. Because we agreed. We just agreed. We didn't say, God, how you going to do this? God, what's going on? God, how we going to take care of it? God, we didn't have no place to put it. Didn't know how to drive it. <laughs> didn't know how to operate it. But God said, get it. So we got it. So guess what happened? In a week's time, we knew how to drive it. In a month's time, we were on a trip. Amen. With the apostles. And everything we needed to know, everything, and everybody was there to help us do it. Because we just agreed that this is what God, the apostle said, do it. Okay, God, because I believe he's the man of God. And if he's saying, God said, go on and do it, because I already know that he has the track record of when he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And it happens. And then, I, then my spiritual father sitting there, and if he say, apostle told him to go do it, and he did it, and it happened, then, I mean, I, we'd be a fool to say, we ain't going to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, you ain't got to hit me on the head three times. Right. <laughs> so, 
when you start agreeing. But how how do how do how do you get in agreement with God? How do you get in and find out what He's saying? How do you do that? Some some of y'all choir members. Hear the word. What y'all got? What y'all got? Come on, give us some feedback. All right. <laughs> Receive it. To receive what God said. 
we took spirit direct. Now we wouldn't do that. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go stay at the Four Seasons because I believe God want me to live like this, and I'm gonna go and, and pay three hundred dollars a night, and I'm gonna get room service, and I'm and then you come back because <laughs> God didn't tell you to do all that. He wants you to be able to do that. He wants you to, but if you gotta start at the comfort in suite, get a suite. For the weekend, do that. On your level. Because you might be used to staying somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But do that. But don't use your tithe money. <laughs> and if you ain't no sower, it ain't happening. I'm just going to tell y'all. I'm, I'm telling y'all truth. Y'all trust me. I don't need your money. Y'all understand that? I don't. We're blessed. I appreciate every every seed. And I bless them. I pray over them. That's God to bless you a hundredfold. But if you ain't no sower from the heart, let me, let me, we had a camp meeting. Then we turned around and we went with apostle. I'm just going to give y'all, I'm just going to give y'all a little insight. So, when I know I'm going, I have apostle, I have bishop, I have co-pastor, I have mom Thompson. That's four people that I sow into. And especially if I'm in their presence. Mm. Every time I see them. Mm. Every service. Every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So I ain't worried about what I'm going to eat. Mm -hmm. Shopping. No. Before I leave town, I have my envelope with my seeds. Because right. I'm a sower. Mm -hmm. I, and if you was at cat meeting, I ain't in the five dollar ministry. But it's okay, you know, if you start there, you know, because you increase. If you're a sower, your your sowing increases. I'm not where I I'm not where I used to be. You know, and God keep elevating me and I'm grateful for it because I because he gives seed to sowers and bread for eating. So I have my seeds packaged. They ready. I don't care if I don't have nothing left in my wallet. I got my seeds. Amen. So that's camp meeting, five days. Then I turned around and went back for another week vacation. Oh, you know, I was here on Saturday for a few hours before the banquet. I have, I have my seeds. I ain't asked, pastor don't know. I got my own seeds. I got apostle. Mom Thompson, Bishop, co-pastor. Mm -hmm. For another week, back to back. Ask, do I know where it come from? No. I just know he gives seed to sow. Yes, he gives seed. He gives seed. He gives harvest. That RV that's called harvest. Mm -hmm. That's a harvest. Our daughter, that's a harvest. The house we live in is a harvest. My health is a harvest. My children's uh, uh, lives, debt-free college. That's a harvest. Amen. Debt free vehicles, harvest. Amen. There's no bill to come up that we can't pay. That's harvest. Amen. Because I'm a sower. Amen. I'm a sower from the heart. Right. I'm, I'm, I, I prepare my seed. I'm telling you. If, if, if you, if you want to live this kind of life, you better ask God to help you be a sower. 
you had, you had, you, I'm telling you, pray to God. Pray. I'm, I'm serious. Ask him. Hey, how many want to live the life I'm living? You want to live this life? Yeah. You better pray and ask God to make you a giver, a so extreme, love to give, live to give. I got to sow. I got to find yes, some Lord. soil. Yes, Let me sow in the right. You better ask him. I'm telling you, there's no other way. Amen. It ain't your job. It ain't Amen. our, Raymond don't pay us that much for us to live because we got to take care of God's business. You got to build God's house. What you make happen for others, God make happen, happen for you. Amen. And I'm a witness. Amen. Our bishop, our co-pastor, they, now, anytime you go and, 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 the, and, and the couples are fighting over a check, we don't eat at Denny's. <laughs> right. Ryan. There ain't no buffet. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you fighting over to pay, pay the bill. Guess what? That's for you. You think I would miss an opportunity to get some seed in that rich ground? My God, yeah. To be invited, first of all, to be invited. Right. To be invited to just be in their presence. Right. You know, my whole saying these last few weeks, okay, we went to Zambia, Africa. We went to Livingston, Africa. We went to Dubai. Came back, went to camp meeting, turned around, and went to on the RV trip. So this whole time, I'm like, what's happening? What is happening? Right. You know, every time I look at her, what's happening? <laughs> you know, so we we had this little thing the whole time. Every time, I mean, we encountered something every day. So every time, so I'd be like, what's happening? To be invited to stay at the apostles' house, Jesus. just out of the blue, just get a text. Oh, you're staying at the apostles' house. What? Wow. <laughs> That's like saying Jesus is going for Obama, not that one. Right. He's at the White House. Right. <laughs> That's that level. How does that happen? How does that happen? I don't know. I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah, literally. Oh my God. It's going to be cloudy. You know what I'm saying? 
got to be real, real to God, real worship, real honor, real praise every day. Y'all do this thing every single day. You got you got to live this every day. You do. Everywhere you go, you take God with you. Everything you do, every thought, God is there. God is a part of it. No, we're not going to do everything right. I mean, we we're conquering the flesh. We're conquering. We're keeping. We're bringing it. That's why we have to fast. So for those that couldn't fast or didn't want to fast, and said I ain't fasting. You need to conquer your flesh. Amen. Because if you can't, you know, if you get up at seven to twelve, that's how many hours? Uh. <laughs> you can't eat for five. Put 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 it up, tie it down, kill it. I'm saying we, you, we've been saved long enough. It's time for us to be mature. Right. Amen. It's time to be mature. You know, I don't want my my kids ain't gonna live with me forever because nope. they mature. <laughs> I don't care if I have 10 bedrooms and a guest house they are not living they're going to have their own mortgage mortgage <laughs> we, 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 we have a legacy of mortgages amen oh, that's right <laughs> So it's our heart. It's our heart. Worshippers, it's your heart when you're singing, when you're dancing, when you're playing. Because guess what? And we always have to keep this in mind is that it ain't even about us. Right. I'm already saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm glad about it. I want to live in victory. But there is somebody that comes through those doors mm, right. who yeah. is on the verge of killing themselves, mm -hmm. who are addicted, mm -hmm. who are struggling, whose marriage is crumbling, mm -hmm. whose children are in the street. They just looking for something, or a word, or a sound, Ooh, a face, Jesus. a smile, a heart. That says you can make it. Mm -hmm. That you gonna be okay. They they looking for a safe place, and we don't we can't you you can't you don't want to contaminate the environment. Mm. Right. You don't want to you don't you don't want to be you know. <laughs> Y'all see those movies you know where they have. Uh, hazardous, you know, it's a contamination or whatever, and then somebody somebody busts in there and they don't have the covering on, and everybody's like, oh, "What you doing? Know about it? You know, yeah, I'm saying, I don't, you know, I just, we, we see different movies because <laughs> they have contaminated the environment now. It can cause death to the person, or you know, you have exposed the whole country. You know, those right, kinds of right, things. Right. God holds us accountable. Right. <laughs> he holds us 
He's holding you accountable for what you're bringing into his presence, into the atmosphere that is supposed to be set up and conducive for the healing and the deliverance of lives. Yes, there are times we need we need deliverance. And 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 get it. If you need it, get it. But don't be in nobody else's way. Get the, the, and, and guess what? You can't sing it out. You can't dance it out. You can't play it out. You No. Just get on the altar. And, and, and let God get it out. That, you know. We can't, we can't, we can't live over stuff. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that with God's presence. You can't. You can't do that. See, we don't have we don't we don't have this kind of teaching in the church anymore. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you cannot, you cannot just live any kind of way and come before God. You can't do that. Amen. He's merciful, he's gracious, he loves you, he's compassionate, but he's not receiving. <laughs> From you, he he don't receive contaminated worship. He don't do it. He he's the same God, the same God that will kill the priest. Mm. <laughs> he's the same God. He just ain't he ain't wiping this out like that because we have the cross. Thank God for the cross. Amen. But that don't mean that he don't expect us to give him pure worship. That's right. You can't just live any kind of way. And you can't hide behind other people who who living right. Mm. Wow. Right. Amen. God sees all of us. He knows all of our hearts. He knows. He knows you. Tell your neighbor. He knows you. He knows you. Tell your neighbor. He knows you. He knows you. So we can't make any we can't we you can't keep making excuses you can't keep making excuses. We just gotta live holy. We just gotta live for God. Either gonna you and we used to say either live for God or go on back out there in the world. Either I'm all out for God or you going out in the world. Either I'm be all out for God or I'm be all out for the devil. You know, cause it's one or the other. You can't you can't straddle. You if you straddling something, you can't make progress. True. You you ain't going nowhere. And who wanna be stuck? No. A fool wants to be stuck. A fool is okay being stuck. A fool is okay in living in cycles. Because uh, guess what? All of us had to break some cycles. Amen. 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 All of us still got some cycles. We still got to break. Amen. Amen. But if you real, if you just real with God, if you just real about where you are, real. Now, just, just get it. Just get in here. Just get in here already. Yeah. <laughs> what you waiting on? Right. You know, just want to be real with God. Amen. Apostle told us, he said, meditation and, and observation has to take place 
before speaking out. So he said, if you, you meditate and whatever it is, and you observe before you, because the power of life and death are in our tongue. Mm -hmm. So if you before you say something, meditate, observe. Lord, weigh it out with the Holy Spirit. Is this productive? Is this helpful? Is it should you know all of us? We all we all got you know. Sometimes you say something, but you ain't. You gotta pull that thing. Okay, I cancel that. I cancel that in the name of Jesus, Lord. You know, I'm speaking life. Lord, forgive me. It's okay to repent to God. Lord, forgive me for saying that. I know that was not you. So, and if you if you can't speak life, just don't speak. Amen. So, you know, people just quiet around you. Just let them be quiet. <laughs> They're working on life. Okay. <laughs> he said, and so a lot of what he was saying, and as Pastor was teaching us last night, Lord, help us all. We like some emotion. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we need an emotional outburst. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a whole lot of people just feel soft when they, you know, worship it. We, you know, that's our nature. <laughs> Even the most shy person, quiet and reserved person, when you really get into worship or praise, you ain't just like, <laughs> we will like you ain't just standing there like that. You like, we will fight. <laughs> you might not be as extreme as Brother Daniel. <laughs> you got a little something going. But, so we really have to be careful with emotion. He says, anointing can cause emotion, but emotion is not anointing. <clears throat> it's only the anointing that destroys yokes and lifts burdens, not emotion. So, you know, we we like, we like, we, you know, yes, that's my personality. But make sure you're anointed. When you, and even, and, and especially as lead singers, when you start being you, and you doing it, mm -hmm. the anointing is not there. Mm -hmm. right. You want to be anointed. And, 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 that, and, and so that means I ain't going to sing it the same way. I ain't going to do it the same way. I'm going to rely on God. You know, Pastor said, you, kept, you, you picked the hottest song to be singing, you know, you just came back, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the type of singer that if I don't continually sing, when I sing, I get hoarse quicker. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, I guess I should be singing more. <laughs> <laughs> when I ain't here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you picked the hottest song to be singing. I say, Pastor, I just pick, I go with the song the Holy Spirit say. I don't say, oh, this is an easy song, this is a hard song. You know, I ain't got to do much singing. Mm -hmm. I do what the Holy Spirit say. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. 
and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You gotta flow, you gotta function with it, and you gotta follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He says you have to want, you have to want it in order to catch it. Ruling your emotions and your feelings. You have to ask God for a hunger and thirst for the things of God, for God. So you got to ask God. Being real with yourself, Lord, I, I'm not hungry for you. I, I don't, I'm not longing for you. I'm not thirsty for you. God, give me a hunger, because the Bible says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. He said, you have, and you have to want it. 
That's why he said you have to want it. You have to want to be spiritual before you can be spiritual. You have to want to. You have to want it before you can get it. You, you have to want to hear God. You have to want to be in his presence. You have to build your life. You have to organize your life, your mind, your thoughts with his presence in order to live in his presence. It don't just happen by accident. You have to rule your emotions and your feelings. You have to rule it. And then I wrote, wrote down, make adjustments. It's simple. Make adjustments. Make, make an adjustment. Oh. You know, we just got these bicycles. <laughs> I've enjoyed riding it so far. <laughs> Makes you feel like a kid again. <laughs> I'm still learning how to re-ride a bike. I know how to ride a bike, but see, bikes are different now than when I was a teenager and rode a bike. <laughs> you know, the the gear shifts are different, the grades, you know. See what see when I came up, the hand brakes, that was for people that didn't really know how to because you had the foot break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man, that was like you was cheating. Right. That's so and like, you know, people that was nerdy had the hand breaks. <laughs> oh my God. When I came up, when I came up, you know, 20 years ago. So. So bikes are well advanced now. So we're like in the bike. Okay, I'm like, okay. What? Where's the foot brake? Y'all have that with the foot brake? So they're more advanced. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, you know, when they came out with the 10 speed, 12 speeds, The shift is on your hand, on your handle thing. You just click it. Why you click? Click, click, click. I was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get my coordination back. Right. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> but I had to make some adjustments because I ain't rode a bike in over. <laughs>
and use my feet. <laughs> oh, Lord! <laughs> I didn't fall down. Praise God. But it made me think about making adjustments. Mm. Sometimes mm -hmm. when you're making the adjustment, it's uncomfortable. You, you don't know how to navigate. But guess what? I'm going to get back on my bike. Right. Amen. And, keep, and I'm going to learn how to make sure I coordinate my stop. So I don't have to try to slide <laughs> and get flipped off the bike, right. you know, because then brakes, they're going to flip you. So we have to make adjustments. So we got to make adjustments. You you have to tell yourself, and guess what? It ain't going to be easy, but you have the power to do it. And then you find out what you thought was hard wasn't because you had but if you just want to, if you just want to, then you will. We gotta make some. We've got to make some adjustments as a music and arts ministry. We can't be event driven. We cannot be Sunday only saints in our thought process, in our preparation. We can't just be, you know, God has to be first. Yeah. He has to be the priority in your life. Amen. You really have to organize and prioritize your life around Him. Mm -hmm. He has to be first. You have, you have, we have to make the adjustments. And you know, there's a cost for the anointing. There's a cost to be effective. There's a cost to really be used by God. If you really, I understand. Everybody don't want to be used. I understand that. But the problem with that is that we're. 18. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you can't have people on the team that don't have the same goal. Mm. Right. That's good. Right. That's good. Right. We want to be used. The music and arts ministry is the tool and the area that God is using in this house yeah. to affect people that are coming in. We are God's tool. And so if you don't want to be used by God, then you shouldn't be on this tool, mm -hmm. on this thing. You shouldn't. You shouldn't because the greater our agreement and our connection, our focus, our desire to be one, you're going to be uncomfortable. And I'm encouraging those who want to be one, who want to be with one accord, who want to be used by God. If there's somebody that ain't with it, just tell them, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll be fine. You know, maybe this is not your ministry. Mm -hmm. It's possible. And leaders, ministry leaders, you have people on your team who ain't with it, who ain't gonna be faithful, 
who aren't coming to prayer, who's not hearing the man of God, who's not hearing the woman of God, who's not honorable, then you need to handle it. It ain't for me to handle it. You're leaders. Handle it. Talk to them. Encourage them. If they don't want to be encouraged, release them. We have over 37 ministries for people to involve, be involved in. I don't want you just be hanging out in the seats, stealing the bread. Find some place to operate in ministry that you can agree with. Because that's what, that's agreement is important. Well, I'm so serious. We we it's time for us to grow up, to mature, to go after God, to just be about his business. That's why we're here. I mean, otherwise, why come to church? You know, we're not here for ourselves. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here for ourselves. And I wanna tell 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 you to I want y'all Y'all need to be careful on what you're doing on social media. Amen. Because some some things on social, it, it does not give a good impression of our ministry. Amen. I care about mm-hmm. Raymond National. I do, because I have given my life for, for the ministry to God. My children's legacy, your children's legacy mm-hmm. is tied up into this ministry. Amen. I care about what people think about this. And people know, people know us as leaders. They know what we stand for. Right. They know how we believe. They they know. And so be careful on what what you portraying on social media. Because it, 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 it may not necessarily line up what is taught here. Amen. Amen. So I know, you know, social media. It's wonderful for some people take it to the next level you know don't live your life on social media Amen. live your life for real Amen. Amen. Live, live a real life Amen. you know because you know you know mm-hmm. don't try to be famous through YouTube and all that kind of <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> you know, let God make you big. Yes. That's his intention. But be careful. Be careful. And and you know, I I, I don't have uh any favoritism toward anybody uh when it comes to social media. Cause you know, what I what I've been doing, you know, don't get offended if if, if we're not friends anymore. It's nothing personal. I'm just, you know, kinda just backing out, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just something, I, I just don't want to see it, I don't need to see it, and you shouldn't want me to see it, Amen. Right. But, if, yeah, but if I'm friends with you and you post it, then, it, you know, so now I'm upset because I can't even look at the stuff I need to because I got to see everybody else's stuff, so, so I won't be offended if you unfriend me. I'm not gonna be offended. I'm, you know, it's just, I just you know, 
And so, you know, if, if people send me friends, and I, 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 I've made it a rule, you know, I, I've been on social media for a while, so some members, we, we started off as friends, they still friends on the thing. So, you know, new people, they come, they say, I, I and I don't uh, accept your friend request. It's nothing personal. I'm just making it a point not to be friends with the people I pastor. Amen. On social media, because we're not, we're not. Amen. So, so just don't don't take it personal. I love all of y'all. I love y'all. I, I cheer y'all on. I'm I'm rooting for your families, but I love all your adventures. And you know, I just may not know all of them, but I you know live a a, a big life in God. Let it be God. Let it be God. So you know, I don't want you struggling. Mm. Trying to be big. Mm. <laughs> That's real, though. But may God make you big and make a full, happy, successful, good success Amen. life. Mm. And let's do the work of the ministry that God called. I know He's called me. Anybody? Yeah. He's called Amen. me too. Amen. I mean, I know I'm called to do this. Mm. I know I'm called to affect people's lives, to make impact. That's why we're here. So we want to grow up. And I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. If you ain't comfortable doing it, don't do it. All right? I tell the person next to you on both sides, I give you permission to help me to be mature in God. I give you the issue. Tell them that means sometimes I might cut you. I'll cut you now. Tell them that means I might have to cut you sometimes. It's in love. It's in love. It's in love now. I'm going to cut you, but it's going to be in love. You can hear from a cut. <laughs> we ain't trying to kill. We're just trying to make you better. So, anybody have anything they want to say? We're going to pray. Anybody? Go ahead. I was just gonna say thank you for sharing with us directly. I feel fortunate when you do that. You know, you go on, you go to be poured into, and you come back and say, "Let me look out for my kids. Let me give them what I know that they need." I don't take that lightly. So thank you. Same sentiments. But also, um, I during camp meeting, you know, Dr. Forrest was preaching, and I just, I want to give you permission to tell me everywhere you go, in any new levels, I give you permission to tell me. 
Um, I like what you said earlier. I'm kind of paraphrasing what, what I got out of it. But you just like anytime, you know, you experience something, I guess, wonderful, like, you know, Apostle's House, RVN, it's not just the the event, it's the spirit in which God is trying to download mm-hmm. into you. I really, that's something that I really enjoyed when you said that because it, it gave me a fresh new perspective on manifestation itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it's not just, uh, wow, it's like, what is God trying to download into you from this? And so I, I thank you for sharing that. thing I got out of the most was that when you said that these were harvests, like, this is the harvest of living like this, like, mm-hmm. not to be weary and well-doing, but this is the harvest of going and denying yourself, being the person that prays for us, that covers us, all of these things are your harvest, and if we're connected to you, we have the self saying we we have and we have a right to that because we live our lives the way you teach us to. So that 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 influences me the most. I just want to say for me, I just well I want to thank you, you know, for sure. And everything that you said today, um, I, I needed to hear. And honestly it's like I've been hearing it all over the place. I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't in service yesterday so I listened I listened to his message during work today. And then um, even at my job, we're having a leadership training. A lot of the things that she she said, Pastor has said before, then you come back and just add it more to it. So I just want to thank you for your obedience, you know, and for sharing with us because, you know, like I said, a, a lot of what you said has really hit home. And the biggest thing for me is making those investments to, to get to where I need to be. Yes, you want to put it together? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I just got one more, one more thing to ask you. Mm-hmm. When you when you was talking about the sewing, uh, you know, you know you're at the level that you're at now. Okay, how did you know when you were being, I guess, pushed to go to another level? And like, was it like, was there tension, or was it just I'm just gonna flow and trust you? And uh, how did you, you know? Well, you know, I started at, you know. Honestly, I started at $5 when I started, you know, when we got into the film, $5. You know, I thought I was doing good, you know. But whenever, it it, it was almost like, I don't know if it was every year or however it was, uh, I just felt the Lord prompted me to just do more. So I just increased it. I just did it. And what what started happening is that I, I the Lord would give me a mouth for every service. You know, every service to the man of God. You know, here at home. I started here at home first. Amen. Because, you know, I, I didn't... Um, now, now we sold to Bishop and co-pastor uh, we, we do birthdays, anniversaries kids birthdays, weddings whatever, we sow into them of course you know just how the Lord leads us and then of course uh, and founders, you know we sow into Apostle Mom you know, not just at camp meeting but different times but I started here at home to my man of God of course and so, but the Lord kept saying, increase. So, I would increase it. And it seemed like every time I increase it, I got increased. Mm-hmm. And so, as I got increased, I just increased my sewing. And so, you know, then I decided there is an amount that I will, I decided in my sewing and my offering. Because, you know, for a minute I was stuck on a, you know, five, $10 offering. You know, I don't get my ties, but I was stuck. But I said, no, I decided that there was a, an amount of offering that this was going to be my offering every service, no matter what. And then I have my seed. So, and, and quite, a, and, and so, when I when you all sow into me, I take tithes out of that. Mm. I have my tithe out of that, and I take my offering. So when I start doing that, then really, you know, the seeds that I receive, you know, I would it would just either it would be all, or I have to add to it, or the offering that I wanted to give after I got my tithe, and you know, or it was you know maybe five dollars left or whatever. 
which I was fine with that because I committed that this was going to be my offering to take my tithes out and I'm going to have my seed, you know, for my for the man of God. But God just kept increasing me. So as he increased me, I increased my giving. It was just, I just felt, whatever the Holy Spirit says, sometimes, if he says, whatever I receive and see, just give it, I give it. Because mm -hmm. he's just supplying mm -hmm. everything I need. So it's spirit-led, which whatever, you know, God will drop something and I commit to it. And initially, it's a stretch. But... I trust God and I'm going to do it. And so, and likewise, you know, and to be quite honest, I have my seeds for camp meeting. I have my seeds for the RV trip. When I came back, I still had <laughs> more seed. Mm -hmm. So, when I got back, I had a good, I had a better offering. <laughs> because God, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's just true that He gives seed to sowers. I know people try to maneuver around it, but it's true. If you want to sow, whatever you want to sow, whatever the Holy Spirit drops in your spirit to be your seed. And, and he know you a sower. When we say God will flow money to you, mm -hmm. because he knows he can flow money through you, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. It'll happen. Just you, it, it, it's trusting God. It's just being committed to what the Holy Spirit is telling you, and you just do that. Mm -hmm. And God, God gives the increase. Mm -hmm. And 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 you not do. And then when you're not doing it to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because you love and honor the person. I love and honor those that I'm sowing into. And the best of my ability, I never go into their presence without a seed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you do that. This is how this is how I am. Right. This is me. This is how I operate. Mm -hmm. So I don't take their presence lightly. I don't take their time for me lightly. Mm -hmm. And so but I prepare seed. See, a lot of people, they don't prepare seed. Right. Mm -hmm. Prepare your tithe. You prepare your offering. But you don't prepare. Who will farmer don't prepare seed? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if you want to harvest, you got to prepare some seed. Mm -hmm. So that's just, what, that's just how I flow. However, you know, I commit. You know, I'm just open to hear God. If he say, give, I'm, just, I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I'm a giver. A lot of people don't. I a lot of people, I'm, you know, a lot of people don't know. I, I'm a giver. You know, pastor, you know, he, the people can testify. They know I'm a giver. Amen. You know, and it's, it's just, that's just my heart. And God knows it. And he just, I'm just thankful that he gives to me to give. Amen. Because I'm, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen. I can be a blessing because I'm blessed. And I appreciate God. And so, you know, um, that's it. I just commit whatever the Holy Spirit say do, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't worry about nothing else. And, you know, I sacrifice things. You know, I have 
You know, I have I have good credit cards. Mm. You know, with good balances, mm. available balances, should I say? And but if the Lord, I have, I'm just testifying, glory to God. I have used all of my balance for other people, not for myself. And I say, God, because I don't want to keep, I, if I pay it off, and then God say, do this for that. Do something, do this, do that. Mm. Go back up. And I say, Lord, no, I don't want no debt. Mm-hmm. God flows it, I pay it off. Amen. He does it every time, so I don't even worry about it. If I use it, and I'm doing it to bless somebody, and it ain't necessary that I don't have the cash, because some, many times I do, it's just easier for me to use the card. Because I don't want people to feel limited. Mm-hmm. God tell me to bless somebody, I'm not putting stipulations on it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I know he's got, he got it covered. Right. I ain't gonna, I mean, I can't go buy the car yet. So I, I'm just open to the Holy Spirit. I'm just, and, and I just trust God and he knows I'm a giver. He'll flow it to me some kind of way, you know. And I just do it. And I and I'm happy. I, I just I love God. I love the people. I, I I I'm honorable from the heart. And so I just leave it up to God to supply it mm-hmm. because it's for His glory. Mm-hmm. And it's to be to honor and bless the man, the woman of God, and whomever. It's to bless whoever. So. That's why I pray over the seeds that I receive because a seed of honor has to produce. Mm. That's good. That's it has good. to produce. Seed of honor has to produce. Yeah. Otherwise, God's word wouldn't be true. So, that's just how I feel. Amen. Amen. So, let's take a few moments and let's pray together. Amen. And I'm not going to keep you. I know... DBS ends at 9. Is that right? 8 30. Oh, they probably say, Come get your child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's grab hands and we'll pray. How come they nobody tell me? Hey y'all, it's your brother Kurt Roski, checking in one time for the one time. Uh, man, we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Fire and Wine, where of course it gets better over time. Believe, mature, and to become. Pull it up, baby. <laughs> it's that clump laugh. <laughs> Spiritually, anyway, I digress. Hey guys, we got a great show for you. Um, we're going to do a little shift this morning. Okay, the Lord put this on my heart this morning. It really put it on my heart yesterday, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I definitely want to uh, share this with you guys, and I hope it be a blessing. Uh, we're coming from um, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, verse 8. Now, of course, I was um, sitting under my powerful man of God, Pastor Scott T. Sanders, and uh, our apostle, Apostle Leroy Thompson Sr., uh, gave him this instruction. And so, of course, it he gives it to him. I'm going to take it for myself. You know, he said that um, every morning there should be a scripture that you're meditating on. And he said this, what I love, he says, you have to soak in the revelation 
of who you really are. When you read the scripture, don't just read just to be reading. Don't just read to try to, you know, oh, that was a nice story. I like that. No, 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 no. When you read the scripture, you're supposed to read with the intention to put yourself in that scripture. That's why God wrote the Bible to show you what he wants to do in your life. And so um, there's a scripture that I was meditating on. It was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 8 in the Amplified Version. I really like how it states it in the Amplified Version. It says, and God is able to make all grace, which is every favor and earthly blessing, come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, which is possessing enough to require no aid or support. And furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Okay. Now, this scripture is saying that God is able to put you in a position to where you can be financially, you will be financially self-sufficient. Now. I love this part at the beginning. It says God is able to make all grace, which is every favor and earthly blessing. What? Come to you in abundance. So God is able to make every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. Y'all, I'm going to break this down so that it could be as plain as possible. God don't get no glory when you broke. I know this for 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 the super saved uh, saints. I'm sorry, but this this is for you. But if you can't receive it, then hey, you know it is what it is. But this is the Bible. God does not get no glory when you broke. God does not get no glory when you broke. I know we we you know because you know our, our mom struggled, our dad struggled, a uh, uh, big mama struggled, uh, uh, our ancestors struggled. So we think that we have to struggle until we get to heaven, and that is not the case here, people. Now there are some struggles in life. Don't get me wrong, but your whole life ain't supposed to be a struggle. This scripture right here says that. God will put you in a position to where money is not an issue. So if you are struggling with money, it's because you have not trusted God with your money. I will submit to you this. Every area that you're struggling in, you haven't given it to God. (laughs) Because think about think about this. Think about this. It says every earthly blessing and every favor and earthly blessing. Come to you in abundance. Last time I checked, abundance was more than enough. Abundance was like if you needed two dollars, God to give you two thousand. If you needed five dollars, God to give you five thousand. If you needed fifty, God to give you five five fifteen thousand. You see what I'm saying? So God will give you more than enough because that's the type of God that He is. So I submit to you this: if you only have enough, then it's not enough. If you only have enough, it's not enough. Because God is the God of more than enough. Think about it. We, we call him more than enough. And you're the God of abundance and all that. And we struggling with barely enough. 
That ain't God. That's not God. You know, our, our real, our real riches, you know, is when we get to heaven. No, Jesus said that when um, I'm reminded of when uh, the disciples asked Jesus, well, then who can make it into heaven? And um, he was telling, you know, he was talking about the rich man, that the guy that uh, Jesus offered him a chance. He said, go sell everything and, you know, come follow me. And so a lot of people make mistake that as well. You see, Jesus didn't want he he had a lot of money. Jesus said it wasn't about money. No, that's not what Jesus was saying. Jesus told him to go sell everything because he knew that the that the money had him, and he didn't have the money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And a lot of people think that rich people love money. No, broke people love money too. That's why they ain't got none. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I'm preaching to myself. So I come to tell you that. God does not get any glory when you're broke. I heard this from Apostle Thompson. It really changed my perspective. You know, they say the love of money is the root of all evil, right? He said not having any money is evil. What? <laughs> what? Now, don't, don't get me wrong. If you only got like $2, you're not evil. But what he's saying is that is evil because money is for the purpose of supporting the gospel. Money is for the purpose of pushing God's kingdom agenda. It's for blessing people. So if you're so if you're always broke, then it shows that you're not really in it to bless God's people. Okay? So, to sum it all up, okay? Y'all it's okay for us to be rich. Can I can I tell you this? We're supposed to be rich. Jesus became poor so that we could be rich. Just like he became sin so that we could be free from sin. Just like he took on sickness so that we can operate in health. The thing that we weren't supposed to have, Jesus took it on the cross so that we can have the opposite. So Jesus took broke and poverty so that we can be rich. You don't believe me? I'll prove it to you. Okay, first off, everybody know Moses told um, Pharaoh, God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go, right? There's just nothing, ain't nothing new about it. Everybody know that story. Well, check this out. I was reading a book. By the way, side note, leaders are readers. If you're not reading, <laughs> First of all, there's one book I know you're supposed to read, and that's the Bible. You know, so let's let's let's, let's get back to reading. Turn off that TV, cut all the extracurricular TV, uh, extracurricular activities out. Let's start back reading, okay? Not all of them. You got to cut all the activities out, but you know, cut out some that you know. Reading leaders are readers. The top CEOs, top billionaires, they read. Uh, there was there's a study that said they read over sixty books a year. Come on. So um, anyway, Moses told Pharaoh to go let the people go, right? But Jesus, this, this is amazing right here. Not Jesus. God, this is amazing. God, okay, so he told Pharaoh they were getting ready to go, right? So you would think after being in captivity for all those years, shoot, all right, cool, let's go. They're ready to go. God said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Not so fast. Nah, nah. Y'all not just leaving like that. I want y'all to go and borrow 
gold and silver and all these things from Pharaoh. Now, this word borrow does not is not the same borrow like how we use it today. You know, we say, yo, let me borrow five dollars. You know, no, this is this borrow in the in the Bible. It literally means to demand upon request. So God said, I want you to go to demand. It's basically reparation for them being enslaved. Now, here's the revelation. You've been enslaved 40 years, 400 years or whatever. Why? When when God, when when Pharaoh says, OK, you're free, you would think that, OK, let's go. We free. But God, <laughs> God said they weren't free until they were financially flowing in abundance. He said, go borrow gold, go demand upon request gold and silver and all that. And then you're free. So could it be that true deliverance is not just free of sin? That true deliverance is when you are financially stable. Ooh. In other words, why wouldn't God just tell them to leave? All right, go. Pharaoh said you go. No, he said, no, you ain't going nowhere. Uh-uh. Not until you get, oh, not until you get paid for the hell that they put you through. Man, we've been broke so long trying to get $2 and 50 cent on pump six and all that. Nah, 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 nah. God's, God is telling me to tell you it's payday. You're going to pay me and we're going to be flowing in abundance. Okay. This Bible says every earthly blessing and favor come to you in abundance. Transmission go out. You got the money to pay it. Rent due money to pay it mortgage due money to pay it car paying it off house paying it off <laughs> hey man i was wondering if i can borrow this okay sure here you go boom hey sis i was wondering if i could borrow this okay here you go boom blessed to be a blessing money flowing to you because money flowing through you jesus i'll prove one more point jesus Jesus himself. Jesus himself. Think about this. Everybody know Judas, right? Everybody know Judas as the one that betrayed Jesus, right? That's what he's most infamous. That's what he's most known for, right? The one that betrayed Judas. But do you know what Judas' job was as one of Jesus' disciples? Jesus was the one that kept the money. I mean, Judas was the one that kept the money for Jesus. So in other words, Judas was Jesus' treasurer. Judas was Jesus accountant. How can you be how can you be broke and have a treasure? A treasure if it's somebody that got money. So if Jesus was loaded with money and that's who we're supposed to be like. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So we're, we, we strive to be like Jesus, right? That's what we be like. That's what we worship. That's what we be like, right? We're following Jesus. So we're being like him. We're taking his example. So if he was rich, that shows you we supposed to be rich. Y'all, I ain't talking about no joy. I ain't talking about no, 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 no spiritual blessing this morning. I'm talking about us being rich. Now, I'm not guaranteeing everybody going to be a millionaire, a trillionaire, a billionaire. But I am saying that when you flow in God, that money is not supposed to be an issue. Depression can come from not having enough money. It's not saying that you love money. It's not saying that you worship money. But you need money on this earth, people. You need money. 
That's how you that's how you operate on earth. You need money. God knows that you need money. <laughs> so that's the scripture I'm meditating on this morning. And if I had to tie it in to not settling and, you know, don't giving up and all that stuff like that, don't settle for being broke. Nah, I, and I know I'm, I'm not, and what I'm saying is, you know, if you barely got two nickels to rub together, that's fine. You know, you know, hey, we're all growing. That we're all growing, but just know. Okay, at the beginning I said you got to soak in the revelation. This is the revelation that you need to soak in. I'm supposed to be rich. <laughs> See, broke people ain't gonna like that. And, 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 and super saved, spirit filled, spiritual people, they ain't gonna like that either. But it's the Bible. A lot of times we curse what's in the Bible. This is the Bible. Do you not know there's over 2,000 verses in the Bible talking about finances? That Jesus talked about money more than he talked about going to the cross. <laughs> I know this is really going to blow people's mind. I don't know. You know. Study it. Study it for yourself. You'll see. In over half of Jesus' parables, Jesus talked about money. Why? Because we're supposed to be rich. We're looking at being rich like it's a dream, like it's a fantasy. No, it's actually the will of God for us. That's God's will for us, for us to be rich. In money. Yes, in happiness. Yes, in joy. Yes, in peace. You know, we can name all these other things, but then we leave money out. And money, too. All right? Hey, y'all, man, this is your brother, Greg Rose. Man, I just really had to uh, get that out my chest. That's I just... I just been feeling some some type of way about that. But I'm here to let you know, man, we supposed to be rich. <laughs> it's really not an option. Like, you know, it's an option because, you know, we got to receive God's will. You know, he'll never force it upon us. But once we flow and once we're really flowing in God's will, riches comes with the territory. All right. So, man, hey, it's your brother, Girl Roski. Checking out, hey man, greatness has no peak. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And oh, people, do I really gotta say it? I will, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know your boy love you, right? Oh yeah, peace. Hey man, y'all have a blessed Friday. Hey man, be great, be great. Don't wait till the weekend. Nah, every day is a day of being great. All right, give the Lord thanks. Get you a scripture that you meditate on. Meditate on the scripture. And soak in that scripture until you get the revelation. Once you get the revelation, you soak in that revelation until it gets all inside of you. One thing about a sponge, I'm preaching again, but I promise you I'm finna go out. One thing about a sponge, when you squeeze the sponge, only thing that's gonna spew out is what you've been what it's been soaking in. Matter of fact, soak in the fact that you're supposed to be rich. <laughs> hey, man, I love y'all, man. God bless. Y'all have a blessed day. Have a blessed weekend. Be great. Oh, yeah.